0: Hello everyone, my name is Clay, and welcome to another episode of Terminally Nerdy's Indie Impressions, the show where I take a look at independent, non-AAA, and niche titles, giving you my first impressions after at least two hours of playing them. And today, we're going to be looking at a game uh, called Coffee Talk, which was sent to me by the developers, kind of out of the blue. They had contacted me... Uh, and it asked me to like mess around with their demo. I told them to let me know when they're getting ready for release. And I'll mess with it then. And that's what they did. Now, I'm playing specifically the Steam version of this. Uh, it is coming out on Switch, Mac, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, all right around the end of January. So when you see this video, it will be available uh, at least on Steam. I'm putting this out the, the same day it's coming out. So, keep that in mind. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so basically what this game is, it's a visual novel. A choose-your-own-adventure-style thing where you are the owner of a coffee shop that is set in a fantasy Seattle. So, it is Seattle. It has recognizable modern architecture. It's set in the year 2020, but this is an alternate Seattle where you've got elves, orcs, mermaids, cat people, uh, succubi, all of these different fantasy races, plus humans all living together. And essentially you own this coffee shop called Coffee Talk, and each day people will come into your shop, they will order drinks, and they will have conversations with you and with each other. And the way they presented the branching dialogue according to what they say is that it's not really about the choices you make, because I don't really make choices. You personally don't really have decisions. It's not like a traditional visual novel where it's like, you must select go to door A or, you know, go with door B, anything like that. Rather, depending on how you make the drinks for these people, depending on what they order and what you make, that will apparently dictate what paths open and what paths close. I can kind of see that. I have messed up a few times making drinks in this game, and we'll get into that. Uh, But overall, it's a fairly chill experience. The visual style is beautiful. It's... I absolutely adore it. It reminds me very much of Valhalla, the cyberpunk bartending, only I think this is where that kind of style kind of progresses to. In that in Valhalla, the images were mostly static. You might get some eye blinking, but for the most part, the characters are static, and there was a text box at the bottom. This one, however, the characters get word bubbles clearly near each other near themselves when they're talking your barista will speak and it'll pop up near the counter um the sprites are animated they have facial expressions they will look at their phones they will you know smoke the the coffee has steam rising off of it there's actual personality in pretty much everything and the constantly movement in the background through the windows of the coffee shop the camera is incredibly dynamic Like, if you've got four or five people in your shop and only two of them are talking, the camera will focus on the two or three people talking. And you will will see off to the side the people who aren't talking. They might be scrolling through their phone, or they might be writing, or they might be reading, or they might just be staring off into space. The camera constantly shifts depending on what is going on. It's surprisingly cinematic in that regard. The music is is fantastic if you like lo-fi, jazzy kind of stuff. Um... I absolutely adored at one point. I just sort of left the game running for a little bit and just listened because I really actually like the music quite a bit. And gameplay wise, there is actually a little gameplay here. So it is a visual novel. You'll be clicking through dialogue. You know, you can hit enter, space, pretty much any key on your keyboard or click with your mouse. Um uh, certain with the Nintendo Switch and the console versions, you can just press X to advance, essentially. However, at some point, somebody is going to order a drink and you will have to make the drink. And this is where my one kind of complaint is. So the game seemingly expects you to know what a lot of these drinks are. You will have a a cell phone for yourself, and that has a sort of drink organizer. And it has some basic stuff in there like espresso, green tea, lattes. There's like four or five basic drinks in there. But until you actually make one of the fancier ones, by sheer chance, or by guessing they the recipes will not appear in your your manual this means when for example somebody ordered teh tarik or tarik i can't pronounce it it's t e h t a r i k it's pulled it's pulled uh, tea and milk it's basically a malaysian indonesian thing i had somebody order that i had no idea what that is none nada zip <laughs> And, and obviously there's nothing in my little manual telling me what this is. So I actually had to go out, go to Google, type Tariq, read what it is, and then try to piece together a three-part recipe in the game of what this could be. <laughs> and this happens several times. I had people ask me for, for like weird things like Russian tea. What is Russian tea? I had to figure it out. And sometimes they'll be very vague. It's like I want something sweet and warm. And you have different categories depending on the ingredients you pick. And the order is important. So you'll always pick green tea, black tea, or coffee as your primary ingredient. Then you have two more. The order of those two matters. So, you know, you could put coffee, ginger, and honey, and it'll make one drink. But if you switch honey and ginger, it'll make a completely different drink. And if you add milk... Second to it, like coffee, milk, something else, you end up with a latte, and then you can do latte art, and you have to draw the latte art, and I am no good at this. Thankfully, I can't tell if there's an impact for me doing latte art or completely skipping it, I ha- and honestly, they don't give you a tutorial at all of how to do the latte art. Um, they really need to add one, because there's just, like, invert put milk in it and like an engraver and they don't explain what any of these buttons do and you kind of flail at it and I've never been able to make anything look at all good I can't even figure out how the controls work in all honesty I once I, once I did the one required like a dude specifically said I want latte art for the first latte and then he made fun of my latte art I have never tried to do it again <laughs> I just flat refuse, because I'm not an artist. I have no idea how the the freaking controls for it work. I don't want to mess with it. Uh, Also, you can only retry five times each day to make drinks. And that's per day. So there's a, a werewolf character who's trying to come up with a drink... ...that will help calm his frenzy when he goes werewolf. And he slowly gives you hints. But if you try to make the drink and you fail... And you hit the retry button, that uses up one of your retries. And you can only do that five times. And then if somebody else comes in and they order something random and weird that you don't know how to make, like a Galahad, and you don't have the recipe for a Galahad, and you're like, okay, you only have one shot for his drink. And while it won't stop the game because that they're doing some sort of background point system, you don't know what effect this is having. Are you closing off certain storylines? Are you preventing certain events from happening? I'm not sure I'm really a fan of that, in all honesty. Thankfully, there's no money systems. Uh, unlike Valhalla, which had like money and you had to pay rent and everything, there's none of that. You can't, as far as I can tell, get a true fail state. And the characters themselves are incredibly well-written and incredibly interesting. Uh, Freya, the, the regular who comes in pretty much every day you're playing. Um, one of my favorites is Myrtle. She is this big, hulking orc lady. Cute as hell a programmer, and also happens to have the same birthday I do, which was hilarious. Uh, Aqua's really interesting. Uh, The couple, the succubus elf couple I could kind of do without, that was Bailey's, and I want to say Lua. Uh, I am fascinated by the werewolf and vampire friends, which their names escape me. I want to say one's Gala, and I forget the vampire off the top of my head. Um, There's like a cat pop idol who shows up, and her father's... There's all these little stories... And they're all really well written, and they're all really well done. In all honesty, if you're individual novels, and you like say Valhalla, you need to play this game. Now, price-wise, I'm recording this before the game is released, and the only price I can find is for the Switch, which is $13, $12.99. And I would say if this game is $20 bucks or less on any platform you want to play it on, and you are interested in this, please, for the love of God, get it. This game is really cool. Um, but if you're not into visual novels and you want, like, you know, actual, like, high-octane gameplay, this is not going to suit you at all. So, again, thanks to the devs to provide a review key. And just keep in mind, keep Google open, because <laughs> you're going to need to look up weird drink names. It's, it really, it's going to be a thing. Uh, as always, thank you for listening or watching. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And I'll see you on the next one, everybody. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to the Terminally Nerdy Podcast. If you want to see the video version of this, please visit youtube.com slash terminally nerdy. Also, you can support me on Patreon. Every dollar goes back into funding for hosting of this podcast, uh, new games, uh, advertising, everything to kind of help grow everything that I'm doing. You can find me at patreon.com slash terminally nerdy. And hey, thanks for listening. Be kind to each other and stay nerdy, everyone. See you next time.